For over a thousand years, Western civilization has been stuck in a dark age of sexual repression and misinformation. We get an oversexed overload from the media, but nothing in the way of honest, helpful, practical information on sex and how to do it right. That sucks, and I'm fucking sick of it. My name's JV Althoras, and I've spent a couple decades learning everything I can about how to have amazing sex and more of it. Not in a classroom like a lot of people who talk about sex. I learned it all in the gutter, right where mom told me I'd end up. It's my mission to bring an end to the sexual dark age with brutally honest talk and education on all aspects of sex and sexuality, in an atmosphere that will keep you entertained without treating you like an idiot. Shara and I are not doctors, certifiable perhaps, but not certified in any way. And that means we don't have to talk about vaginas and penises to maintain academic credibility. You got a problem with a vagina? Call a gynecologist. You want to learn more about pussies and cocks and how to make them happy? You've come to the right place. Quick producer's note, you are about to hear me introduce this episode as episode 63, when in fact the last one we released was 63. This one was recorded a little while back, and I thought, due to technical issues, was lost. But since I was able to recover it, I am publishing it now as episode 64. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 63. Welcome. Shara and I both had some extended nap time today, so... Boy, did we. a moment to wake up. <laughs> well, we better be able to by now. It's kind of going into evening now. Well, yeah, get up. Yeah, get up early in the morning, have sex, go back to sleep. <laughs> get up, have some lunch, go back to sleep. <laughs> it's been a pretty relaxing Sunday all in all so far. We've needed it though, so it's okay. Yes, yes, we definitely have. So, interesting stuff going on in general. I don't think we've done a show since we got confirmed for Swing Set Takes Desire this November, which will be awesome. It'll be a great time. Can't yes, wait. And we have decided to splurge on the Passion Suite with the in-room big old jacuzzi and free 24-hour room service and all the other awesomeness, so... Well, I think if you're going to go, you might as well go all the way. Yeah, yeah, and this is going to be my first official sit-on-my-ass-on-a-beach-vacation-in-my-entire-life, so I'm really quite looking forward to it. I can't wait to see you just sitting on your ass. Yes, the throngs of sexy, naked people should certainly help with the relaxation factor. I think it'll be a very good place to begin. Yes. And end. And since throng and thong are both such <laughs> friendly words, hopefully we'll have a little... Well, actually, no, we shouldn't. Being that most of the place is clothing optional, there should not be a whole lot of thongs. But, as I often do, I digress. <laughs> uh, we're, what we're going to talk about today is a question that came in from Ben on Facebook. He says, and this is kind of a long one, but there's a little, a little bit of detail here. He says, I've been seeing a girl for about seven months now who I met after a move halfway across the country to give myself a fresh start. She had just moved into town after leaving for some time and was staying with a supportive ex while she looked for work. Because we hit it off so well, I invited her to stay with me in my big empty apartment while she got things straightened out, a favor I was lucky enough to receive a time or two and was happy to pay forward. Fast forward to today, and she hasn't left, and I never asked her to, and we both ended up finding a relationship that was emotionally and mentally fulfilling, as well as just all-around fun. The problem with this otherwise supremely awesome course of events is that the physical side of the relationship never took off and essentially doesn't exist. She was very upfront when we got together that she has had a rough history with men, is gender fluid, and has multiple occurrences of abuse, which has almost entirely put her off of sex and anything that falls under that umbrella. It's taken me seven months to kiss this girl without her flinching. I was once a fat, nerdy guy with no confidence or social graces and spent a good number of years with the help of a coach trying to work myself out of the mindset and had finally started to be the person I want to be and the person other people want to be with. 
Through these months, I've tried again and again to ask her what I can do to get her excited about the prospects of some fun, but the answers seem to change by the day if she offers any at all. Most times I broach the subject and I'm met with an angry look and she shuts herself down. My coach for the last few years is a dom and a full poly gent in his early 40s and one of my closest friends. Once he heard about the situation, he did what good friends do and jumped out of plane and flew halfway across the country to say hello and get some drinks. Throughout this weekend, he spent a decent amount of time talking to my girlfriend about what's going on and finally got to the root, or so he thought, that she is a submissive and isn't comfortable relaying that. Once she and I discussed this, she explained that she was, but that it was a small component to the bigger picture. She had in the past brought up non-monogamy as an option to increase her sex drive, but every time I ask her what she is looking for, I get different answers. Some days she's suggesting it for my benefit, some days it's because she would like to see women, some days she just gets angry. I'm starting to be at a loss with this, and it's putting me in a position I'm not entirely comfortable with. Her inability to communicate with me, the excuse of not being able to find the words right now for months on end, and the ongoing trend of talking and nothing changing is leaving me feeling used. Since I grew up in New England in what could be what could probably be described as one of the sexual dark age hotspots, I am comfortable in owning up to my own inexperiences and prejudices. However, I have said and followed up on time and time again that I am open to discussing and trying whatever it is that will make her happy, as long as it won't do me mental or emotional harm. With the news that she is a submissive, I found your podcast and decided that if that's what she needs, it's a set of qualities I can try to embody. However, any time I try to initiate anything, I'm met with a stone wall. And as soon as I try to assert myself as a dominant force, she just gets angry. I'm starting to lose patience with the whole cycle, and it destroys me as this girl is the closest I've ever been to another human being, and I truly want to find a way to make this work. I'm sorry if this was the wrong way to post this, or if it's just a jumbled mess. Uh, let's see. Either way, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to put out this incredible podcast. I've learned a great deal about myself, and it's opened my eyes to a world of possibilities I'd like to explore. So, obviously, this is a complicated issue. Wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you have any thoughts off the bat, Shara? Well... Or off the bat. Off the bat. <laughs> Uh, I, I think that there's a couple things here. Uh, one, when you're devoting a lot of time into a relationship and you keep hitting a stone wall, uh, brick wall, you, you have to really figure out how far you want to go with it and how much time you want to give to it. Um, the fact that this is the most he's been dealing with in a relationship, uh, the closest he's been, uh, is probably very difficult for him because it sounds like there's a part of him that's, um, wants to be helpful, but at the same time, he's being torn into another direction because he wants something and it's not going anywhere. So I think for him, for as far as for himself, he needs to set some boundaries and limits of what he's willing to accept before, you know, it's time for her to move out and move on type of a thing. I think it would be too difficult for him to let her remain staying there if she doesn't start moving in, in one direction with him. Um, so I think number one, she needs to be in therapy. Um, because it would help her. Obviously, she has some things going back to her childhood days that she's still dealing with. And I think it's just too much for, for somebody who does not have any background in psychology and social work to to help with that. So Right. I, well, on, a, on that point, I want to expound on that for just a second. I, I absolutely agree with you. You know, there is... We have this sexual dark age attitude in our culture that when you have had situations of abuse or extremely bad sexual experiences, somehow it it's not a big deal to just go through life with a broken sex drive. Right. Uh, and there are even therapists who will, you know, who will treat sexual abuse survivors 
and consider the therapy to be successful, even though those people have serious sexual issues that remain. Right. Um, so obviously without having a tremendous amount of detail, we can't really speak to that in this particular situation, but I feel comfortable saying that, you know, if this girl has got enough bad experiences in her past that she is essentially sexually crippled and cannot have a physical relationship, then she needs to be in therapy for that, as that is not something that even the most well-intentioned person in a relationship uh, is going to necessarily be able to get her to navigate through. Cool. Uh, partially because the level of brutal honesty in the conversation involved, uh, a therapist can normally, or in many cases, get to things, get to the root of issues that an untrained person cannot or that a person without explicit confidentiality cannot. Correct. And, and it sounds to me like he is, admits that he doesn't have a whole lot of experience in many different directions. Now, while she's going through therapy, I mean, that's what I would hope for uh, in this situation. There's nothing wrong with getting some books and sitting down and reading together and going over it to see likes and dislikes, but not to push too hard, but just to do together right? Um, and, and see where that leads. Sometimes, you know, that can lead to a positive relationship, even if it doesn't end up in the long run being sexual, it might get them to a place where they're able to figure out what's going on with her with some help with some therapy and allow them to have a closer relationship. So there's all kinds of, you know, books that would be very helpful for their relationship. And, and perhaps the therapist could suggest some for them to begin with. Right. And a willingness to participate in the therapy is important. However, that's all. I mean, whether or not that actually happens is going to come down to the therapist and the way they work and, you know, the exact situation. So, I mean, even with a willingness and an offer to participate in the therapy, uh, he may not be invited into the therapy. And that's just, you know, there's a lot of variables involved there. No, right. no conclusion should be drawn from uh, from not being invited in. But, you know, a willingness to participate is important. But just just hearing the situation it sounds to me as though there are some major uh issues that she's dealing with that that are probably related to abuse of some sort um just the underlying and it's hard to say without right. being well and, and he in in what he wrote he says that she has had some very bad experiences we're speculating that that involves some kind of abuse because usually bad experiences that cause people to freeze up sexually involve some sort of abuse so that's right. an assumption on our part but it's it's a reasonable assumption. Something close to that, if it isn't actual abuse, something very close to that sounds like is going on. And um, the, the difficult part for him is he wants to be helpful, but yet, you know, he wants something in his life as well. So being a friend, being helpful, all great. Uh, whether or not it's going to turn anything into this relationship could be a long way away. Uh, and some people are willing to wait for that. That depends on your age and your goals. Um, but if he doesn't start seeing some changes or working towards something that will be helpful, then I think he it, it looks as though he would have to sever those ties because you can only do so much if somebody well, yeah. isn't willing to help themselves. And there, that's one of the things about this that's probably the most concerning is that it, from the way he describes the situation, it seems like he's seven months in with zero progress and zero hope of any progress. And that is a big red flag. So. Which is why I say she needs therapy because yeah. you could go on and on for another two years and go, get absolutely nowhere because the problem, the underlying problem is not being dealt with. Right. Well, and, and not for nothing, there is also the possibility that he's being strung along, that he's the sexless innkeeper. 
Right. You know, that he's getting strung along because he's providing a place to stay. Um, and I, you know, I don't like to, I don't like to assume the worst of people and I'm not, don't believe I'm doing that here, but it's something that needs to be mentioned. Yeah. You know, she's not even willing to discuss it with him or, you know, as he says, every time he tries to bring up the topic, he gets a different answer. And it could be that, like I said, too difficult for her to deal with. Uh, but on the other hand, he can not, should not keep on going down this path. Be a friend. Okay. Helpful. Okay. That might mean that she has to move out so that yeah. he can now move into a different direction for himself. Um, and I'm not sure what the answer is without, like I said, there's a lot going on in here. Um, but in my life, my beliefs are that if you have to live this every single day, being helpful is great, but if you have to live this every single day, it's it's not a healthy life for yourself. Right. So. Well, and he is going to have to, he's going to have to decide for himself. That sounds like he's how there. How much more energy he's willing to put into the situation before he's before he's going to need to demand a change. Because this is, this is definitely something where, especially without a whole lot of experience in relationships, you know, it sounds like this is the first girl he's really into, but he also does not, in, in all that he wrote, he did not use the word love. He did not say he's in love with her. So, right. you know, they, and I would, I would expect that if that was the case, that would have come out. Well, um, so I mean, he, he, and he may be being guarded and a little protective of himself, which is appropriate. Mm -hmm. And my feelings are, I'm not sure what his age is. Did he say? I'm, no, he does not say. Um, because the fact is it depends on how, how long you want to continue this for yourself and not move forward. You know, so many people have goals in life and they're willing to wait a certain time frame while things move into a right direction. This does not sound like it's moving into any right direction for him. Uh, and like I said, it, I, I'm, I'm happy in the fact that he's bringing this out to somebody, bringing it out, you know, he's looking at it and trying to deal with it. I'm going to like just do that little push and tell him, you know, go for it. Go and, and make sure she gets into therapy. And if she's not willing to go into therapy, then... You need to say, okay, well, this isn't working because... Yeah, that's kind of your answer. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, you know, if she... And that's that's the thing. A status quo is a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. So he is, you know, he's seven months into being the sexless innkeeper. And right. if, if anyone doesn't, is not familiar with that reference, uh, that is a How I Met Your Mother sitcom <laughs> reference. But uh, you could probably find that episode online. But basically, it's, you know, it's a... It's a pseudo-romantic situation where you are providing some place to stay without actually getting any sex out of it. Right. Um, and, you know, that, and that makes it difficult, too, because if they get along very well, you know, the, the day is going to come. And I will not speculate. It's, it has to be entirely up to him when that day comes. But the day is going to come when he's going to have to say, look, this is not working for me. I need more than what I'm getting here. And... It, it can be tough because especially when you're dealing with someone who has, you know, who has a difficult history with relationships or with sex, uh, you know, they, you want to be patient and be generous. And it sounds like he's already doing that. And that's good. Those are good instincts. But you also have to protect yourself and you also have to be a little selfish. So Correct. You could put yourself into a situation where you're not getting anything and that's okay. But at the other hand, if uh, this is screaming I want more and don't know what to do. And if that's the case, you know, either, I mean, I think she needs therapy because there's something that she is just not dealing with. And if she's not willing to do that, then I don't think he should invest too much more time personally because somebody has to be willing to try to help themselves. And if she's not, then he's going to be in the same situation for a very long time and become miserable and unhappy. And I'm telling you that 
only because I've been there. I've been in a relationship where I wasn't being fulfilled and the person was a lot of fun uh, as I was, but I became very negative because of the situation. Getting out of that situation is then takes a long time to change who you were back to where you're happy, you know, because I became what I considered to be a very negative person. And, and it took a long time to get back to, oh, wow, here I am. I'm that fun person again and can enjoy life. And this just, just to me is not enjoying life. And to me, You're causing some flashbacks for you, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's hard because I've been there and, and you have to really, love that person to do what he's doing i there is a sense of he really cares about her however have to separate that right now for your own self being is okay i can get past this and move on there's somebody out there great for him if it's not her there's somebody out there that's great this woman has a lot of issues going on and who knows how long it's going to take and and the 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 long wait is worth it in the end if you see that she's trying but it doesn't sound like she's trying because he keeps hitting that same wall. Right. Well, and the, and the, the changing story is, is worthy of note. Mm-hmm. You know? And, it, and mm-hmm. without actually being there, it's hard to say. But this is the kind of thing that you often see when someone is trying to tell whoever they're talking to whatever they want to hear. Right. Um, and, and it could be, you know, it could be because... Simply, you know, she's nervous and, you know, she's afraid of getting hurt. And, you know, she does, I'm sure she does put value on whatever situation they have, but at the same time, it needs to be fulfilling for everyone. And if she is looking for an asexual relationship, as some people are, uh, in fact, there are even dating sites out there for people who are looking for asexual relationships for reasons among, you know, not, or reasons including uh, people who have injuries that make them unable to have sex or medical conditions that make them unable to have sex. And they are, you know, they're looking for other people who are in similar situations. They want to have an emotional relationship without a sexual component. Uh, However, imposing a non-sexual romantic relationship on someone who is not going to be satisfied with that is not a long-term healthy proposition. Right. And that's what I think is most important is, for them both to get healthy and be in a healthy relationship, whether it's together or apart. But I do think that if they decide to do that, it needs to be where she's living somewhere else. They can still see each other, be friends, whatever. But in order for him to be able to move on and have another relationship with somebody else, if that's the direction they're going to go, having her there will be detriment. I I think it'll be too much of a detriment to him to have her there. I agree. Um, And that's, I mean, trying to, trying to continue sharing a roof with an ex Mm-hmm. Is you know, was, I mean, there there are books and <laughs> movies, and <laughs> there, there's plenty of that out there in popular culture. And uh, whether it's fantasy or reality, you know, it it's it's a kind of thing that is extremely difficult to make work. And I just think he'll get pulled pulled in too easily. And I'm not picking on the situation, but I think he'll get pulled in too easily because of the person that it sounds like he is. He's a very giving person which is great. You can be giving when she's living somewhere else, you know? Well, right. And you also, with a situation like this, if it does go on for far too long, you know, and, and he does end up long-term unhappy, uh, you know, that can, I mean, that could damage him, you know, it could influence his ability to form attachments and to, you know, to try and have a healthy relationship. So, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's not like it's abuse, but it's certainly, it's dysfunctional in that, 
he there is a large portion of what he wants wants and needs from a relationship that he just absolutely is not getting, and it doesn't seem like they're moving in a direction to get that. Right. Um, so I mean, I would say I would say therapy. I, it sounds to me like therapy needs to happen on some level for her. I agree. Um, and I don't. It, the situation seems complicated enough that I don't think a layperson, uh, such as himself or anyone else, is likely to see her through this successfully. Correct. I, I think she needs some help. And uh, I think the one thing that he'd be able to do is, you know, talk to her. And, and if she's refusing to do that, that's when I'd say, well, then you know what? I can't have you living here. We have to put a timeline on, on this because I have feelings for you. I want to move forward in some form of a relationship more than where we are at today. I'll respect your decision. But if you're not willing to get help, then I don't see this ever moving forward. And and that he has to do for himself. Yeah. You know. And that doesn't, and again, that doesn't, we're not suggesting that that is today. But right. he needs to decide, you know, he needs to decide how much more energy he's willing to put into because it. Because this is going to be a long-term situation. This is not yeah. something that's going to go away easily or, you know, I mean, she's going to need a good therapist and this is not going to go away very easily. However, if you find out that she's not willing to deal with it or doesn't start dealing with it by getting some help, then it's going to get to the point where he just can't, it's going to be too much for him. It's going to right. be. And, and obviously he is really into her. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's, if it's slow progress is still progress. I Correct. mean, at least, at least with slow progress, you have hope. Yes. But if she's not willing to go into therapy, then I just think this is going to be way too much for him in the long run. And he'll be the one that ends up with nothing in the end. Um, so hopefully she is willing to go. She recognizes that there's an issue. I'm hoping for that and hoping that she'll get the help because she's lucky to have somebody who cares for her that deeply willing to put a lot set aside. Uh, and that can be enough in a relationship to get something moving in the right direction. Yeah. And then a couple other things that I think are worthy of note here. Uh, now the, identifying a desire for kink, you know, she may have submissive tendencies, which she's admitted to, but, you know, as as he put it, she said it's part of a much larger picture. Um, I, I do not think that trying to, to push the dominance and submission aspect at this point is likely to be very helpful. Right. Um, I think that is something that when you have a healthy sexual situation can be a great thing and it can add to it. Or sometimes, you know, sometimes it's something that's needed for a healthy sexual situation, but in the absence of the sexual component, I do not think that the DS is likely to bring anything positive. Correct. Do you agree with me on that? I do. Cool. I like it when you agree with me. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) All right, so is there anything else that you would like to say on this particular topic? Uh, just really, I hope he'll keep us informed as to what, what's going on and uh, how things are moving along. I'd like to hear back and, you know, I, a lot of people out there that, that write into us and ask for help will end up writing to us and letting us know how things go. And that's, that's great for us because then we know that, you know, we're helping them and we're on the right track. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And uh, it's always, it is always good to know if we were helpful. And, you know, certainly there have been also been many times that we traded some emails with somebody when more information came to light or whatever. So, right. You know, so in Ben's case, I, you know, we would be happy whether it's on the show or trading a few emails. We, we're always happy to continue the conversation a little bit. Correct. Um, 
So I think we're just going to do a quick episode for today. So I think this is the only thing we had on deck to talk about, really. Right. We do have some from our FetLife site that we need to go through. Yes. Um, so if we can get those on board and, you know, I told people we'd be getting back with them in the near future. So we, I have them ready to yeah, so discuss with you. Yes, I'm going to make it your job to get us back on a regular schedule. Okay. I'll do that. And now one other thing that we are experimenting with, we've kind of talked about this a little bit and we've had some good response so far. Uh, we're going to try to do some sex news related stuff. And mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of starting out as stuff that we're publishing on the podcast website and going through our Facebook and Twitter feeds. Uh, and it kind of started in a, this thought process kind of started in a similar way that the show itself started. Um, I was looking around for some place that was a good one-stop shop for sex-related news stories, mm -hmm. you know, be it stuff about, you know, the science of sex or the science of reproduction, you know, new information regarding pregnancy and genetics or enjoying sex or new types of sex toys or whatever. And I just could not find anything that was worth a damn. As, and you're pretty good at that Google. Yeah. As a, <laughs> as a single source for sex-related news, I could not find anything. So I started thinking, well, we should become a single source for sex-related news. So uh, do not be surprised as time goes on. Uh, we want to put together like a, a quickie sex news type broadcast that uh, we're going to keep as a separate broadcast. And we have longtime listeners will know we have mentioned this before, but we are now getting around to it. Um, so the next episode that comes out may be a quickie sex news show or it may be another regular episode. And uh, please do give us feedback as this stuff comes out because we are, you know, it is obviously if it's something that's very successful, it may break off into a second show to keep it separate from this one, or it may just be, you know, something that we mix in. Right. But uh, we are open-minded and looking for feedback on that. Open-minded is a good thing. That's right. Anything else you want to say before we wrap it up here? Well, no, I just, you know, had a really great weekend with you this weekend. And, you know, we've been extremely busy again with the business, which is obviously a very good thing um but we're finding a decent balance and it and it feels very good because the increase in the business is extreme i mean yeah. the most work i think we've ever had on our floor it, yeah definitely is we are busier than we have ever been yeah so it's uh great i'm very happy for that um and i'm very glad to see while it can be very stressful you seem to really have a good control on all of that and adding this into the picture just, I think, is helpful. Yeah. Well, you know, being able to afford a vacation in paradise is also helpful. <laughs> yes. Let's keep our eye on that goal. <laughs> let's keep our eye on that goal. <laughs> yeah. So, as always, please feel free to reach out to us on uh, Facebook or Twitter. Our sexualdarkage.com is our website. Uh, we're, we always welcome comments and conversations and uh, private messages and through pretty much anywhere we can be found. The Ending the Sexual Dark Age podcast page on Facebook is a good place to reach us. Uh, I am at JV Altheros on Twitter. Shara is at JVS underscore Shara, which is complicated, and we should probably see about simplifying that, so it's e something easier to say. On Sounds the good to me. <laughs> but yes, please feel free to reach out with questions, comments, insults, tirades, and whatever else you might have to offer. Sounds good. And so until next time, this is JV and Shara reminding you that sex is one of the greatest things in life and there is always room for better. Always.